and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's January 31st, 2019, and this is episode 10. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. We've got one new film opening in movie theaters this week, and one repeat. Uh, First up, it's Gina Rodriguez in Miss Bala. Uh, Miss Bala is based on a 2011 Mexican film of the same name, and it follows the story of a woman who trains to take down a drug cartel after they kidnap her friend. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, according to the press release, finds a power she never knew she had when she is drawn into a dangerous world of cross-border crime. Surviving will require all of her cunning, inventiveness, and strength. This film also stars Ismael Cruz Cordova and Anthony Mackie. Frankly, this is all I know about the movie, so <laughs> nothing much else to add. Uh, Miss Bala is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America for sequences of gun violence, sexual and drug content, thematic material, and language. Next up is the documentary Free Solo. Not to be confused with Solo, a Star Wars story. This is a National Geographic documentary that's also been nominated for an Academy Award. This film tells the story of of a, a free soloist rock climber named Alex Honnold. And I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Um, Alex, his lifelong dream was to uh, free climb or, or whatever the, the proper term is uh, El Capitan in Yosemite National Park in California. I have not seen this film yet. I have heard from friends that it is stunning and terrifying. <laughs> and seeing it in IMAX sounds like it's probably the way to go. So I'm hoping that I can go check it out in IMAX this weekend. Um, spoiler alert, he, he makes it because the guy's still alive. But he climbs this 3,000 foot uh, uh, you know, rock there in, in Yosemite. I don't know if you've ever seen El Capitan. I mean, it's gorgeous. But the whole concept of it is just absolutely terrifying. I understand that he made the climb in about four hours, where I think some people often take multiple days to try to do it. They, like, suspend themselves in those sleeping hammock things or whatever on the side of the rock. I mean, it just sounds horrifying. This guy is, just climbs up with no equipment. So... Um, experience the thrill of Alex Hunnold's epic free solo climb of El Capitan from the edge of your seat in IMAX. Uh, count me in. This sounds pretty cool. So this is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America for brief, strong language. So again this week, we've got Miss Bala and Free Solo. For reviews this week, uh, there's just one film I want to talk to you about, which is Stan and Ollie. And Stan and Ollie finally showed up in our market, although I think it was released just kind of more in the fall 
in 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 other markets if i'm not mistaken it's uh, a film about Stan, the comedy duo Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy and a tour that they took later in their careers this tour happened in 1953 where you know they hit their their popularity in the 30s when they were making you know their their uh, popular comedy films this uh this film is directed by Scottish director Jonas Baird. It's based on a book called Laurel and Hardy, The British Tours by A.J. Marriott. And I'll, I'll put a link to this book in, uh, in the podcast notes on my blog. The film stars Steve Coogan as Stan Laurel and John C. Riley as Oliver Hardy. As you, If you've seen the preview or, or seen any pictures of it, you can recognize it as John C. Riley, but he he uh, they put a lot of makeup on him. In fact, what I read is that he had to spend four hours in the makeup chair every time he was he was going to film. So you know, wow, talk of uh, that's 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 a long time. But it's really remarkable how much both of them look like Laurel and Hardy. I thought it was really a nice film. It's a gentle film talking about both their their relationship and then also a treatise on on adult friendship and on on aging and so it's it's a comedy drama but not I never thought it got too heavy-handed I again was just mostly impressed by the performances both John C Riley and Steve Coogan I think ace the physicality uh, of the roles, not to mention again they look they look like them, but they bring a, a certain dignity and charm to to the to this comedy do and and really a lot of heart in the best sense of the word. So I really highly recommend uh, seeing Stan and Ollie if it's available at a theater near you. Classic Cinema Corner this week. Got a few things to talk about. First up, just a brief update on my TCM Essentials project. It's going well. I'm on track. I'm not necessarily going in the, in in chronological order. I skipped a little bit ahead this week. I watched something a little lighter. I watched Swing Time, which is from 1935. This is the one and only movie included in the list that stars Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. The famous dancing duo. Uh, it's the sixth film that Fred and Ginger made together. They made a total of ten films. And it's got music by Jerome Kern and Dorothy Fields. And directed by George Stevens. I just love this movie. It's I, I've seen it before. I've seen it a few times, actually. And it, it never gets old. It's got a, li- a light comedic touch. The dancing in it is is incredible. As are the as are the songs. You, you you'd recognize many of these songs, if not all of them. Uh, and it is such a fun movie. So highly recommend Swing Time uh, from nineteen thirty five. Turner Classic Movies started their it was their first screening uh, of twenty nineteen. 
in their big screen classic series. You know how much I love these. It's basically once a month, TCM will show a classic film or the sponsor a classic film on, on the big screen. And this month's entry or the first entry for the year was the classic The Wizard of Oz from 1939. What a delight it was to see this film on the big screen. I think I've seen it on the big screen one other time before, but mostly I, you know, I grew up with this film watching it on TV, I think as many, many of you did too. It was on a holiday time, probably Thanksgiving or something. And we gathered the family around and watched it on watched it on TV. And I loved it. It as a child, of course, I think we all can also relate. There's a lot of fun stuff in it and some pretty scary stuff. Those flying monkeys are terrifying. They were terrifying then, they're terrifying now. I was so impressed. This this print was lovely. And usually with these TCM big screen classics, they've got a really pristine digital print that, that, that they'll that they'll show. And this was no exception. Soup to nuts, you know, the just the sound and the picture were, were top notch. And just reminded of really what it what a technical marvel this picture is. The uh, the technicolor scenes are are amazing. The sets and all you know all the scenery and the costumes re remarkable. Just looking at the, all the costumes they made in that oh, that Munchkin scene when Dorothy first arrives in Oz, uh, albeit they were small, they were elaborate, <laughs> and, and uh, the makeup that 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 all the stars had to endure. The Cowardly Lion costume Ben Mankiewicz was telling us was like a hundred pounds, and and uh, of course the set was incredibly hot because they had to light it so brightly, etc. Just the whole thing is 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 just is just a marvel. It's the 80th anniversary of this film. It holds up so well, and I just found myself smiling the whole time, even with the flying monkeys. This film. Is actually playing. They've they've scheduled. It's been so popular. They've scheduled it for two more nights. So you've got. And it's going to be screening on February third and again on February fifth. And usually theaters will show it, if not once, maybe twice, like an afternoon or an evening or both. So in our market, it's typically at two p.m. and at seven p.m. If they're doing both screenings, or some some days they just choose to do one, so go to fathomevents.com. I'll have a link to it on on uh, the uh, podcast notes on the blog, and go catch the Wizard of Oz on the big screen. I think you'll you'll be happy about it. Some happy news. Speaking of happy, in, uh, in fact, all this classic cinema corner today is just happy. So. We reported, you know, months ago, might have even been my first podcast, that the Filmstruck service had closed. Filmstruck was uh, a streaming service that was a joint collaboration between Turner Classic Movies and the Criterion Collection. And it closed in November, and it was really, I think, a bummer for a lot of people that that enjoy art cinema, international cinema, and perhaps some more obscure titles that definitely aren't available on Netflix and just really aren't available anywhere else uh, as far as streaming goes for the most part. And then the Criterion Collection, which 
they're wonderfully curated and restored films that they do. Uh, this was wonderful to have the availability to see some of their content in a streaming format. So the Criterion Channel, or the Criterion Collection, excuse me, not long after Filmstruck closed, announced that they were going to be doing their own streaming service. And they uh, announced an opening date. They announced it yesterday. The, they uh, are going to be open for business on April 8th. So that's uh, exciting news. And not too far in the, uh, you know, in the future in order for that to uh, take place. So the, uh, the Criterion Channel is going to have just, again, a lot of their curated content. And uh, it's, it looks like it's decently, you know, competitively priced. And if you sign up now, before now, between now and, and April 8th when they launch, they're going to let you watch one movie a week. They're going to have this movie of the week uh, series. And that should, be, that should be fun. Right now, they're only letting people watch this movie, movie of the week uh, online. So... You know, from a computer or from a phone, you just have to go to their website. And more information is at Criterion.com. I'll have I'll again have a link in the podcast notes. Uh, the first movie of the week that they're just, that they're doing is uh, Mikey and Nikki, which is from 1976. It's a gangster drama, uh, written and directed by Elaine May. It stars Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. Uh, again, this was just announced yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm going to plan to to uh, blog and podcast about these Criterion Collection or Criterion Channel Movie of the Week series films uh, up up to the launch. Because I, I subscribed. I'm, I'm excited about Criterion Channel. So happy news that that's going to be coming back and... And uh, we'll keep you updated on on uh, what's going on with Criterion Channel. So for recommendations this week, I suggest if if it's available in your market, go see The Wizard of Oz on the big screen, either on February third uh, or February fifth. It's it's really wonderful. To, to see it on the big screen and it's 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 such a such a great film and such a such a great experience and then also I, I I'd recommend seeing Stan and Ollie really really a a nice and thought-provoking film uh, now in theaters and hopefully playing in your market Well, that does it for this week's episode. Thanks again for listening. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you at the movies.